Hot Tub Beers is meant for entertainment purposes with a side of beer education. Each episode may contain offensive and off-color humor. Our intended audience is people 21 years of older who love beer and laughter. Welcome back to the Hot Tub. Cicerone Jacob Baker is back in the Hot Tub with us. He decided to join me and... Jake Thorne of Thistle Draft Shop. Uh, this is the uh, the A team here. Fucking Carlos slept in. Okay, has has something wrong with him. He's not showing up. So we're just the A team. Uh, Carlos Carlos likes to call himself part of Team Fuck Yes. Um, so we're just down to the A team. Yes, Team Fuck Yes is out the window. Well, I mean, today. let's be real. It's Fuck Maybe. It's <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Carlos, Carlos is part of Team Fuck Maybe. Carlos. We love you. We miss you. But we're going to jump into some more episodes anyway. We're going to Genius Brewing Company right now. Okay? So, Ingenious Brewing Company out of Humble, Texas. We're going a Patriots. Pastry Stout. So, Ingenious is one of these experimental breweries. Okay? This is not normally... Is it your... I think oh, you're no, no, behind no, your phone. Yeah. This is not a... Uh, this is not a normal beer. Okay? So... Ingenious is one of those breweries that likes to experiment. All right, so uh, you got Mike from Pennsylvania, accomplished home brewer in Pennsylvania, and you got Justin from Houston. Now, Justin was on work assignment up there in Pennsylvania. Um, he goes up there. They end up home brewing together. They end up coming back into Houston, and their, their whole deal is they love tinkering with the ingredients, right? There's a science background there. They love tinkering with the ingredients, the science of the beer, and figuring out which flavors go together. So if you've ever seen an ingenious beer, there's there's nothing normal about an ingenious beer. Okay, agreed? Agreed. Or, I mean, unless y'all have seen a normal one, right? So we're looking at this pastry stout, conditioned on vanilla beans, cinnamon, and cream cheese at an 8% ABV. So this is a king cake stout. Uh, we're a little late on the king cake stout because we're already into Lent. So the the king cake, y'all know the purpose of the king cake? Uh, I understand the baby. Okay. That's about as far as I got. You get the baby, you're the one who makes the king cake next year. Oh, okay. So the the king cake. So like we mentioned before, your dad's Catholic, so it's kind of a Catholic thing, right? So the king cake is supposed to be something to celebrate the Epiphany. The Epiphany is January third, about that time. And so that's supposed to be the time that three wise men had the epiphany that this actually is the Son of Christ. So the the baby represents Jesus, right? And so you bake the porcelain baby into the king cake, and you have it between January 3rd, the epiphany, and the start of Lent, Ash Wednesday, which was this past Wednesday. And so if you get the piece that has the baby in it, then you have good luck and prosperity for the rest of the year because you found Jesus in the cake, okay? <laughs> literally found yeah. Jesus, you know, not spiritually, but literally found porcelain Jesus. In the king cake, so this is the beer spinoff of the king cake. Uh, kind of interesting here. Uh, so on the nose, very sweet. You know, I have to say this. This is it's so peculiar to me. On the nose, I just get like an absolutely devastating amount of lavender on the nose. And I know there's no lavender in this, okay, but the way the flavors combine, it's just this this floral, just just beautiful lavender nose and i'm sure that's a combination of sensory overload cream cheese vanilla but the lavender is just so overwhelming for me yes and so uh, like and i haven't tasted yet this is this is by the way my first ever ingenious beer really yes i'm complete ingenious version 
This is gonna pop my yeah, ingenious cherry right here. Oh, oh yeah, really? I, I haven't had any ingenious. I don't think so. I might have had. I might have had an IPA at some point, or a little sip of it. But um, I know of them, uh, obviously, and I actually have people that reach out to me in Florida asking about their beer. So they have a brand. They have a social, their social media is pretty spot on game. Um, it just you know it's one of those things I said in the last couple episodes. It's just so many beers here in the Houston market. It's taking me a little while to try all of them, you know. Yes. But I'm going to keep going until I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's perseverance, guys. That's right. <laughs> okay, so has, have you, has anybody tasted yet? Have you tasted, mm -hmm. Jake? Okay, so tell me your thoughts. Um, I definitely get the cream cheese, um, and I don't think it's overpowering. It's, it's mainly because I have such a love for cream cheese in the savory aspect and the sweet aspect. I really think cream cheese is just... A phenomenal product that's very versatile and so when I taste this I get a lot of that to begin with uh, but it just kind of develops into this very well-rounded uh, full-bodied mouthfeel of just kind of a beautiful stout that that balances that that vanilla in it with the roasted malt very well I, I, I'm getting the cream cheese but like over the top in the beginning there's did I say cinnamon was in this cinnamon is definitely yeah yeah that's Ven vanilla cinnamon I think the cream cheese is a really, for me, does a really good like conduit as a transfer from that vanilla to cinnamon. Because I get vanilla right off the bat, yeah. and then it's kind of like a little mild, and I think that might be the, I haven't really tried cream cheese in beers a lot, so that yeah. might be that cream cheese in the middle, and then I get hit with cinnamon in the if back you've end. Tried, if you've tried cream cheese in beer a lot, you're fucking weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, like, I've never seen a lot, I've, this is the first cream cheese stout. Um, but to me, the, the cinnamon is almost overwhelming here. Really? To I, me. And maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but this is, this is why I like having different palates here. And, and I am just a beer server certification. Jacob Baker is a Cicerone. What level do you have, or are you just freelancing it still? You know, that, that, uh, <laughs> that's an interesting question. So, uh, <laughs> I am level one, uh, level okay. two, I've kind of really just kind of drugged my feet, uh, about it. You know, there's a... There's kind of this in-between of like, do I want to know as much as I can know about a certain perspective or do I want to know their perspective for it? And I'm trying to balance the in-between. So I will take the certified Cicerone test, uh, but I'm also not rushing to get there because I, I got so much more information that I'd really yes. like to dive into before I start testing on it. Yes. And it's one of those unfortunate things. You were actually, I think you were going to get ready to test before the pandemic hit yeah. and everything else. And so now the whole, the whole the whole courses and training and and how you have to get certified has have changed tremendously. Yeah. Because yeah. it used to be an on-site thing, so now it's split up and everything. But um, going back to the sentiment, I don't think it. I wouldn't say overwhelming. Yeah. But it's it's definitely there. It's so definitely prominent. there. If if yes. you're not a cinnamon fan, or if you're a tiger, as we all know, cinnamon, you know, this isn't going to be your thing. But uh, if I'm a tiger. Yeah, you never seen that. Uh -uh. Don't they hate cinnamon? Uh, oh, sure a actually, you know what? Hangover. What is, is interesting <laughs> enough though? Actually, uh, fire ants don't like cinnamon. So if you need to guide them away from where they're going, you can actually set a trail of cinnamon, and they won't pass the cinnamon. And I believe that has to do with like the the aromas or something that comes with it. But they will not pass the that's cinnamon true. line. Now that's that's the cinnamon, as in the spice, not the, the strippers that. Carlos goes see all the time. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yes, 
Yeah, well, cinnamon. Look, cinnamon <laughs> is actually a really nice human being. Maybe that's maybe that's why his eyes fucked cinnamon up. Is I don't cinnamon. know. <laughs> <laughs> Little butterfly Carlos. kisses. Yeah, this is what happens, Carlos, when you don't show up. We're <laughs> gonna talk about you now and post it on the internet. So, are either you guys? So, I've had king cake before. I'm not a big king cake connoisseur. Right. Are you? Do you guys feel like this is a king cake? I'm not, I'm not good enough to judge if this is actually. I, now, this I is living ring pie. I would tell you if it's lemon meringue pie, because I Correct. eat the crap out of lemon meringue pie. However, this is king cake. Do you think this is a king cake? I don't. Yes. I, I, th I think it does taste kind of bready. I think you get the, the vanilla, the, the cinnamon. Right. It, it's like, it to me, it's a, it's a, almost like a cinnamon roll-ish king cake. And so, it, of course, just like beer and like anything else, king cakes vary, I think. So you're going to have some that are going to have more cinnamon, more some where the cinnamon is more subdued. But I think the cream cheese is the the staple. You know, it I, it, it fits. I mean, it, it's good. It's just not. I don't. I don't know. It's it, there's something about it that's holding me back, and I keep getting stuck on the cinnamon. For me, I think king king cake is. Um, don't get me wrong. It it has its iconic flavor, but I think a lot of what king cake is is texture. Um, I mean, as as wildly different king cakes you can get, okay. there's still a spectrum of texture that comes with it because your king cake is gonna have the vanilla, it's gonna have a dash of cinnamon, it's gonna have a very moist cake with a very thick cream cheese style frosting, right? Yes. So you, your bounds are fairly limited, but that texture of the soft king cake, the creamy cream cheese, and the little bit of crunch where the, the I don't know if it's really like a, it, it, there's a sugar crunch on top, and yes. that is really, I think, where king cake lies. Now, flavor range, I think this kind of hits it on the spot. Mind you, I find the vanilla to be very balancing with the cinnamon, yes. uh, and that may be because I've burnt my taste buds a little bit today, but overall, I think, yeah, I think this is the, if you were to have a king cake beer, I think this is well representation. So, the real question here is, did, did anybody get a porcelain Jesus in our glass? I did not, not yet. I was going to ask which one of you guys mm. had the baby. No, no, none of us got. I was gonna guess Tim. So, um, <laughs> no, in, in genius, I, I, I'm gonna say like you, you really dropped the ball, but there's no porcelain Jesus in the can. <laughs> that would um, kind of like or make make a new ver new variation next year, where it's a nitro can, and instead of a widget, there's a baby oh, Jesus in there. There's a baby Jesus. Ooh, in there. ooh, oh, boom. but like a fat baby Jesus, fat so it, baby. it fits yeah, the yeah. widget. Well, yeah, but, yeah. You don't want to cuddle a skinny baby Jesus. No, so, yeah, like no, a, like a 13 pound, lamp, seven so. ounce baby <laughs> Jesus. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a big boy. in his clothes, yeah. sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> Interesting for me, though, on the nose, for whatever reason, I keep getting molasses. Really? Yeah. Oh, now that you say it out loud. That's I think it's just a combination things, okay. of the cinnamon and vanilla or something, but when I smell this, I think molasses. Well, and, and, and maybe and it's because I haven't had brunch. So, this is something that we talked about before, right? So we're balancing around ideas and tastes and flavors, and then, like, Carlos would say something, or I'll say something, or, or Jacob would say something, and you're like, oh shit, yeah. I do taste that. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, Ernesto was really good about that when he was on the show. Like, it just kind of, like, bouncing those perspectives around, and, and that kind of leads you to a lot of the flavors are almost subjectivity. They're there when somebody else kind of puts that thought or that idea into your head. Like, when I'm selling beer at Thistle, I want to tell them what it tastes like before they taste it. But so you they, can't. Well, but I do. If I want them to, you're fired. No, son of a bitch. I like if, if if what I primarily do that for is if there's somebody coming on and you know you always have that person that's come in. I don't like craft beer. What do you got that's close to Michelob? What do you got that's like I drink Bud Light? Um, 
or I like Guinness, or I like Blue Moon. Um, so then you bring them a Hefeweizen, and you say, this has this, 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 and this. And they taste it like, son of a bitch, you're right. And it does have those, but if you suggest it beforehand, then they become more prevalent in right. their mind and in their taste buds. And then you turn them on to something. And then that becomes the platform for them to kind of branch out into other things and start tasting it on there. Right. And yeah. that's not saying that you're implanting. You're just bringing something to the forefront. It's not I like something that's false. I think I'm brainwashing. No, no. It's because <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually there. You can't be like, hey, this this has a hint nose of uh, orange peel. Okay, I don't, I'll sniff this for 20 years. And I won't ever get orange peel out of this. You, you can't lie to somebody, but you just bring it to the forefront. Correct, correct, correct. For I instance, agree. You can't well, lie. I smell for lavender, instance. though, and that's not that's not even well, a no, joke or any no, bellspit. That's lavender in there. That just might, you yeah. may never pick it up, but I know it's not actual lavender. It's the mixture it's of flavors. That, that's, uh, that's, that's your perspective. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And some people might be able to take that and focus in on the idea of it and then pick it up, and then some people won't. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. It makes it interesting. That's the whole fun of craft beer. Yeah, and well, you know what? This is what we were, we were talking about earlier is coffee. At the end of the day, all you're getting is coffee, but the way the complexity of the, the actual smell is from the coffee, you get chemicals and, and uh, what do you call those, chemical formations that actually tend to smell like something that they're not. Yeah. Right? So if you get a really, really delicate blend, you can get mandarin and lavender and mm. and dandelions all within a coffee but at the end of the day we know what coffee smells like but we're not picking up that same intricacy that is inherently there by accident you know what i mean yeah and that's what i feel it really kind of hit on this one is there's this underlying floral uh, uh aroma that just comes out you know and a lot of it does have to do with the vanilla because you can get that sweetness and that whole body on the vanilla but you just got this like green grass lavender smell off the top of it and it's i'd never expect anybody to get it but it's it's there for me and it will never not be there from well, now on and and I, and I say this you know having this you know for all criticisms that i've had of it whether it be the cinnamon overwhelming or whatever i've had as, as this being my introductory beer to ingenious i'm curious yeah. i want to have more uh i, I want to try different stuff that they have um uh, just because simply they they put something on the can or they put something on the label and they deliver. Mm -hmm. it, it's not just, and, and we talked about this earlier, right? Like you can have a bunch of ad jugs and it just tastes like they're just thrown in a fucking can and there's no balance and there's no artistry to it. Yeah. This, this you can tell, there's thought put into this. There's artistry put into this. These guys care about what this beer tastes like. Yeah, yeah. Not I think they did, I did, I think they did very well on this one. Uh, you know, and as I mentioned before, there's a lot of genius beers that I really, I don't particularly care for uh, inherently by the style, not necessarily the brewer, but it's the style that I don't care for. Right. Uh, but they still execute well within that realm, and that is kind of a really phenomenal thing, you know. No, I, I agree. And we we hit this last time when we look, we tasted the Prairie. I was talking to Jake about that, the key lime pie. Mm -hmm. Like that was one of those ones where you had all these adjuncts, but fuck, you could taste the graham cracker crust, you could taste the meringue, you could taste the key. Lime. They did a good job of all those elements in there to where they were together but separate at the same time and they really did justice to what they were trying to do instead of just throwing something out there into the market and saying right. hey look we put lime and meringue and yeah graham crackers in here right. you know and one thing we, we i will always go back to the can art and and the marketing style for ingenious is 
has been and I think always will be just such a phenomenal aspect. It's an eye grabber. It's it's really embodies what they're going for and that is that's a really hard thing to do. You know, yes, the design itself is simplistic in value, but not in thought. And there's just it's it's beautiful. Agreed. Agreed. They do a good job. They brand it with Texas. They keep it home with Texas. Um, yeah, and then you got the little baby Jesus with his crown sitting on the king cake. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say, like, as, as far as I'm concerned, if I'm going to rate this beer, I'd like the cinnamon a little bit more subdued, but that's just my taste and my palate. Um, I, I would go a 3.5, but I'm going to go a 3.0 just simply because there's no porcelain baby Jesus in any of our glasses. Yeah, I'll do a 3.5 out of 4. Um, as much as I really wish there was a porcelain baby in it, I know it's a stretch. Uh, but overall, I, I enjoyed a beer that I didn't particularly think would be my kind of dig. Good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd go with a 3 even as well. Uh, is is that, it the Jesus that did it? No, and I don't think it's just for me. It was, just, uh, <laughs> it, it was a solid, solid beer. But these, like I said, these are one of the, again, these beers where... I don't know if I could finish that can by myself. Yeah. So the fact that we were all splitting it, which is okay. I mean, there's a lot of beers out there that are like that. But also, uh, I mean, I don't know. It just, I think the cinnamon was a little bit more for me. Uh, but it was a solid beer. Well, solid beer. Like point. I said, it was, uh, and like you said, for, for your first beer, I was like, okay. Because, you know, anytime there's a brew with a lot of hype, you're going to have also the haters. Oh, they're just, uh, all the, and then yeah. People are like, oh, so it's like, I'm always Switzerland in that case. I'm like, well, I, I give any beer a shot. It's only fair. You can't yes. just judge by it. You have to give it a shot. You have to give a brewery a shot. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't bad at all. I, I enjoyed it. I kind of, you know, I want to try some more of their stuff, you know. I agree. So. And, and I think I think you, you bring up the point where, like, you can't drink a whole beer. But in this venue, I think it's kind of facilitated the trying of, it's even gotten me out of my box. Like, going to this podcast venue where we're splitting beers with other people, I'm more willing to try a beer where I'm just going to have a sample of it that may be out of my box. For and sure. I found some things that are, you know, a little bit more that, that I might go back and I might try that. I mean, go back to, you know, we did a Blue Moon episode. I got Mandy in the hot tub. Mandy did a hot tub beer episode with me. We did, uh, not Blue Moon, uh, fucking Blue Owl. Oh, Blue Owl. Blue well, Owl. I was wondering why you did a Blue Moon episode. <laughs> we did not do a Blue Moon episode. Uh, Blue Owl, the Tangerino that was a milkshake IPA sour with vanilla and tangerine. And that's completely out of my wheelhouse, but splitting it with somebody kind of maybe more apt to try it. And it's like, you know what? Fuck, it's pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, so ingenious overall. Uh, the, the only real markdown we can give you is that we, we miss Jesus. Yeah. We miss Jesus. And, and God bless you. And, and good luck and prosperity in this Lenten season. And uh, until next time, guys. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Uh...